Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time, we certainly hope it's not your last time, and we're so glad you found us and would invite you to click on the digital connection card up here in the corner and just let us know who you are. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, we'd invite you to also click on the link that's in the show notes. Just let us know who you are and how we can pray for you. And if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you and are grateful you found time to join us today. And you too can use the link to let us know something that we need to know in the office. Hope it's been a good week for you. Hope you enjoyed your uh, 4th of July. And as we begin our season of summer, we want to take a couple Sundays and let you shape what the message will be. We are inviting you to click on the link in the worship notes and let us know what question you may have. And any question is fair game. Try not to stump me too much, but just those kinds of questions about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about faith, about just where we are, how we can have a better understanding. And we'll answer those questions at the end of the month in our gathering here online. May have to actually take two weeks based on what I've received so far, but it should be a fun conversation. And so I look forward to your questions. I also want to share with you a link to a conversation I had earlier this week with our friends at Heartfelt Radio joined Mark and Gabe for their morning show where we talked about just this season, especially after all that took place last weekend with uh, what happened in Akron, Ohio, with the young man's life being lost, and then also the what took place in uh, north of Chicago. All those things unsettle us. And as we think about just one more level of wow or yikes or whatever it might be, our word we want to use to describe it, in these moments, we just don't know how to answer it. And there is a, an amazing uh, tool that God gives us. It's called the lament. And so Mark and Gabe and I look at some scripture and just talk through the process of what it means to lament. And so I invite you to have a moment and take a listen. And I hope it'll be an encouragement to you because I think all of us need to understand what do we do in those moments when we're just not quite sure what to do, how to pray, and even where we're feeling a sense of anger and a sense of disconnect and even a sense of uh, sadness that those things are all things that we want to bring to our Heavenly Father because He desires to be in relationship with us. And so I pray that you'll find that useful. And again, you'll find the link here in the worship notes. We're continuing our series called Witness, Come and See, Go and Tell. And we're talking about practical things now in this section of it. I just want to remind us of all the things that God continues to do in and through Linden Road the generosity that you all continue to show into the community in so many different ways. And I want to point in a particular way today to celebrate the good work that we continue to do through Love in the Name of Christ. Grateful for Lynn Feldman, who serves as part of the call center there. And we know that when we're the hands and feet of Jesus, that's really where the gospel and our witness takes on uh, real life. When we think about what love in the name of Christ does here in our community, it's the call center that's the first stop. So someone that's in need rings the phone. And we've been part of love in the name of Christ of Greater Mansfield for more than a decade. And it's our partnership with them that allows us to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus together. And there's many volunteers that take the phone calls in the call center where a lot of times it's simply listening. And we talked about that last week, right? Uh, it's where the volunteers are able to take as much time as they need to really get to hear a person's story, to be reminded about the brokenness that a person's pushing through. And then after the conversation, to begin to think about what areas 
of help that we can come alongside uh, through love in the name of Christ. There's many churches that get to provide the physical needs. Again, for us at, at Linden Road, we do the pots and pans, and that's basically uh, new and gently used uh, uh, kitchenware, you know, pots and pans, literally, forks, knives, silverware, uh, kitchenware, you know, other pots, and then diningware for the table. And I love how our folks uh, lean into providing those to others where there's attention even to the detail of how the colors match and the, the, the towels we give, that all of it, it offers just a, a point of encouragement as a person has that physical need of needing those items. And then we're excited, as we've shared before, but just want to remind, and it's a way for us to pray for the continuing ministry that's being done through the love and name of Christ. They have opened up the Fresh Start Resale Store. Uh, just uh, a couple blocks from downtown Mansfield. And as they lean into that, they are off to a good start. What's amazing there is there's the opportunity for people to come in and shop, and we don't know whether those folks know who Jesus is. And here's a couple stories. Uh, one, there was a homeless gentleman who's working through another ministry, Stronger by Choice, here in our community, which is helping people who are transitioning in from homelessness into uh, an apartment came in every day planning out what items he would need when he finally got into a place and how he could afford. Because this isn't just a giveaway that actually it's pennies on the dollar of the value, but it is a place where people can, dignity and worth can be maintained as they purchase what they may need at a much reduced rate. And then also kind of a cool story that came during prom season here at the end of the school year is they were able to give some prom dresses and some tuxedos that people had donated to love our heroes in Belleville, uh, who specifically support our veterans. And so all of these things are just amazing. And we want to just take a moment this morning to pray for them as we begin our time of worship for the things that are going to happen in the weeks ahead. There's a program here for the summer for students called Reach Mansfield and that area youth ministries are pulling together. And from July 19th to the 21st, there'll be 10 students who will be spending time at Fresh Start uh, volunteering and cleaning up and prepping things and then interacting with the clients that'll come in. And then there's the need for volunteers as the store opens in August. So let's take a moment and pray for love in the name of Christ. God, we pray for all that has been done through our partnership with them. And so today we pray specifically for their needs coming up here in the next couple of weeks. We're grateful for how you have worked and we're excited for what can be done. We pray as the students come with Reach Mansfield that together they'll see a whole different side of how the kingdom works. And then God, for those that will receive their generosity, for those that they'll interact with, we just pray your Holy Spirit to help create conversations that will give a gospel opportunity to offer the life that we know. When you pray it in your strong name, amen. So again, as we lean into the series, I wanna take a story that we've heard all so many times before, right? One we're familiar with called The Prodigal Son. And I want you to take a look at it with me in a different way. Uh, first of all, I wanna look at it from the perspective of the servants. Normally when we talk about this, we talk about the son who uh, runs off, or how the dad responds, or how even the older brother responds. But I want us to look at the servants, those that are serving in this moment. Well, we know that in this parable, Jesus is sharing that the servants do play an amazingly big role. And the theologians believe that the servants portray those who serve Jesus Christ, those that are followers of Jesus. Now, I want to be clear, these aren't just Christians, because 
I honestly believe there's a difference between Christians and those who follow Jesus. I think anyone can call themselves a Christian, but most who call themselves Christians are consumers. And we've seen that most uh, dramatically through this season of where we've been with uh, the last two years of just uh, how church attendance is off and how for so many people, and there's lots of reasons for it, I'm sure. But when we dive into this, we need to see that it's more than simply a title that we wear, that we need to be reminded, as James tells us, that faith without works is dead, that God wants his people to be a people of action. They're like people who come to a community dinner and they eat all the good stuff and they don't contribute in any way. As we think truthfully, the question can be how many people call themselves Christians and who show up on Sunday, but they don't serve, they don't give of their time and their talents and their resources, and they don't do anything. Now, I want us to see here, Paul says in his letter to the church at at Ephesus here, he says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. That's chapter 5, verse 1. See, it's just that simple, is that there's an imitation that we're supposed to have. Now, it's interesting. One of the big things that Jesus said, he said what? In Matthew 20, 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if we're going to imitate God, we have to start by being the servant. And if you read the story of the prodigal son with the perspective to to watch and observe how the servants work, you're going to see that they play an amazingly large role. So I want to take a look at that together today as we remind ourselves of the importance of being a witness, how big the role of being a servant is. So there's three ideas I want to unpack with you today, what I see in this particular passage in the role of the servants. And the first is that the servants had influence. In the story here in Luke chapter 15, and let me read it, and when he had spent everything, talking about the prodigal son, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. And so he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But here in verse 17, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish with hunger? So let's just state a couple things what we see here. First, we see that this son has lost his identity, his sense of purpose. He doesn't even know who he is anymore. And that in losing his identity, it causes him to go as low as he possibly can imagine. And then it's interesting when we think about it in the historical context of this scripture, as Jesus is telling this parable, right? He's telling it to the Pharisees and the tax collectors, but he's also telling it to people who value rules over relationships. Again, in the context, if you were a Jew in that time and place, you you would have gotten your identity from God and your family. And the prodigal son had basically walked away from both. Now, again, uh, uh, if you were living at that time, you would never have stooped so low as to feeding pigs and trying to eat their leftovers, especially if you were Jewish, because that's not how you were taught. So it's interesting. Why does the son say to the father, I have sinned against both heaven and you? And I want to suggest it's because he lost his sense of identity. But I also want to say in this message today, it's not about losing your identity, because what we're talking about here is the servants in the story. And you know what's interesting is that at the lowest point in his life, here in verse 17, what did he do? He remembered his time with the servants. That was huge for the young man. 
He remembered their hearts and he remembered their actions and he remembered their faithfulness. So again, what we see here is without the servants even realizing it, they had influenced this son because in the moment he was so low, he, when he came to his senses, the first thing that he realized wasn't Jesus, it wasn't his father, it was what the servants had done for him. So as we unpack this, if you are being a servant and being a true follower of Jesus, you have amazingly, uh, again, I love that word, godly influence into the people around you. As we talked about last week, you have no idea who could be watching you. Remember, we talked about Paul and Silas in the prison and how the prisoners were listening to what Paul was saying. And so in this moment, we see that you are influencing people each and every day that you're alive, especially as if you're being uh, living like Jesus. Now, it's amazing because people are watching when you talk and they're watching when you walk. They're watching the way you interact with other people. They're watching you because you've proclaimed to be a follower of Jesus. And so when people you know hit rock bottom, they're going to be the ones to reach out to you and call you because they know you are different. We are all told, right? We're reminded of that passage in Scripture where Jesus says that we are the light of the world. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Again, the obvious that comes out of the scripture to be reminded that we're a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. People can see us. That you're also that no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. And so to be reminded as you serve the Lord with your actions, you can witness because of your influence. God's given you the ability to take your position in life and use it for the purpose of the kingdom. And the beautiful part of all that is the power of invitation. I want to remind you to invite someone to be a part of the conversation at the end of the month for our Q&A Sunday, where we are asking you to submit questions that you're just trying to wrestle through, that maybe you'd like to know better how God might answer it. Because it's this idea of the ripple effect. We've all seen that, right? Uh, that how one action can actually change someone's course of life, literally. One simple action using your influence can bring somebody into the kingdom. In fact, check out this video about the power of what the ripple can do. It's huge. Peering at a glassy pool or body of water, so quiet and calm, we've never associated with power. And yet something mighty is about to happen here. A movement, a motion, a moment. But it starts quite small with just one drop. You see, a drop can create a ripple. And we believe that just a singular drop, a singular man or woman, a singular leader, can cause a ripple so great and so grand that the whole world can be altered for good. So again, one little drop into the pond sends out a wave that can actually crescendo and can have a huge impact. 
And so that's about all about your influence. Just that simple idea that you do have influence. All of us do. And then not only did the servants have influence, but they also, the servants had abundance. It's interesting again here in verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. Now that food enough to spare jumps out at me. And when you look at the Greek word behind that, that this phrase in Greek is parisio, and it simply means to have abundance, to overflow which means that the servants were well taken care of, right? And specifically in Luke 15, it's talking about their needs being supplied. Now, I'm pretty sure that servants in this time didn't make much in the way of a livelihood, but their father made sure they were well taken care of. The master is Jesus, and Jesus takes care of the people who serve him. So when we think that we don't have enough, that we actually have abundance. When we think about the abundance we have of love, we are able to give. And when we think about the abundance of the talent that we have, we can also give. And if you manage your time, you would see that you have an abundance of your time to give. A number of years ago in another church, I took a number of leaders for kids ministry to a conference that Jim Wyndeman hosted in uh, Columbus. Jim's a well-known kids ministry guru. And it was interesting that the majority of the time that uh, Jim led us, it was about how to find margin in your day. Because it's in finding margin in your day, then that creates opportunity for you to do kingdom work. And I know at first our volunteers were scratching their head going, what's this all about? Then they realized that they wanted to really lean into serving at a whole different level, that if they created margin by getting rid of the distractions in their life, they could make a huge difference in the kingdom. And then the idea of our financial resources, we can understand too, with budgeting and paying attention to how we spend money, we actually have more money than we think we do. Part of the problem that we have to lean into is that most people that we run into can't give and experience the abundance from God because they have a couple things in front of them. One, they haven't stepped out in faith and given in obedience, the whole idea of tithes and offerings that we give to the church. And that's just a moment for me to say thank you for your faithfulness, all that God does in and through us. But to also be reminded that if you don't steward what you have well enough, you aren't going to see God's blessing. And I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel, but I am talking about the reality that if we follow God's uh, design for us, if we think about whether we're talking about our budget or how to cut unnecessary expenses or or the freedom from pressure of paying your bills, we can all see God's abundance by what he gives us. In fact, Paul says in his letter, to the church at Philippi here in Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 15. And you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And he says, finally, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and the glory in Christ Jesus. So not only is it about our influence and about our abundance, but also the servants, because they literally served, there was an action step here. And because of their serving, life change happened. And again, here back to Luke chapter 15, he says, 
Verse 22, but the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Because the servants had influence and because they had stewarded well their time and their talents and the treasures, they had food to spare and, and, and the son recognized this. And now you have what happens next is the servants are setting up for an amazing party because life change has happened. And so that's why it's so important for us to serve God. And to be honest, every Sunday should be a celebration, a party of where we get to come together and hear about God's good works and then take and be encouraged by that as we lean back into the week ahead to offer our own good talents and, and treasures to others to help them find the kingdom. And we just think about all the sacrifices that have been made on behalf of the church over the years. It takes our time and our talents and our treasures to make the kingdom advance. And it all happens when we get to serve together at various levels, obviously. Some are limited in their abilities to participate in things physical. But because of your financial generosity and even the idea of praying can be a huge encouragement to what God's going to continue to do in and through us as Linden Road, but also through the kingdom, through other churches in our community and through our denomination and through the church written large. Let me tell you this then. First of all, you have a talent and gift and God wants to use it. And that also you have the time that God wants you to steward it so you can leverage the kingdom. And then you have treasures that, in abundance that he's given you, and God also wants you to steward that. And together, as you leverage all those things, you can use these things to serve God through Linden Road and through Love in the Name of Christ and through other ministries to really make a difference in the world. And, and by doing that, people's lives are going to be radically changed. Now, I just want to take a moment here because of what I want to say is the difference that a serving makes, Right. On the other side of the coin here in Luke chapter 15, there's the other son, right, who was good. And that's in Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 32. And that's how many of us can be. And it may not be that we're jealous of someone else, but we don't want to participate in the party. And then the question becomes, are you a Christian or are you a Christ follower? Are you eating all the good food at the table that you didn't cook, uh, even though you can cook a, a crazy mad turkey maybe? Or are you eating all the good food that everyone else brought when you make more money than all the other people at the table? And so really the question I think in our culture today, especially those of us who follow Jesus, are we being a consumer or are we being a contributor? And then finally, this bigger idea is, are you being a servant? Are you serving others? Be reminded, we are on a mission. This idea that we're real people, imperfect people, but who want to love God and love others with no limits. And altogether, that should be about us going after the real Jesus and in doing that, bringing people along with us to him. And then we think about this next season for us as we've come out of two years of just a crazy time. There are going to be people who are going to begin to come back to their senses. The pandemic and just all the upheaval that we've experienced has pushed a lot of people to hit rock bottom. And I can tell you that what people are looking for, they're looking for a relief. They're looking for peace and they're looking for joy and they're looking for love. And they're also looking for a release from their guilt of their brokenness. And they're looking for release from their shame. 
And they're also looking for restoration. And I think if anything, as we continue to push into this next chapter of what God is doing, for years, many people have been looking in all the wrong places. And I actually would suggest that that's one of the reasons why we've leaned into this crazy season, is that God is shaking his church to help us focus on what really is the real thing, the real important thing. And that the privilege and the opportunity we get, and even the task, if you will, is to point those that don't know Jesus to the only one that they're looking for, the only one who can give them hope and peace and love and joy. And so for those of you that have served, I want to say thank you, because I can tell you that because of your service, because of your leaning in, that life change has happened, that people have their courses for eternity have been changed because of you. And the promise I want to make is to faithfully preach the truth of the gospel, that Jesus can change lives. And if we invite people together to be part of this, as we witness to each other, to have them come and see so we can go and tell, that we'll see people uh, saved and we'll see more lives changed. Now, how does this affect you based on serving? Well, again, you have godly influence and you are the light of the world. And that we get to be used by God to take that influence and, and invite people to church, not just to come to the building, but to take the messages that are offered here in our sermon archives, even the opportunities I have to unpack these things again uh, in ways through relationships with our friends Mark and Gabe at Hartfeld Radio. I'm going to be on the radio again this week uh, to lead in a Bible study in the Old Testament. And so not only is it the invitations, but then also to be reminded to tell your story because it's your story that will help communicate God's story specifically to the people that you've known and who have seen your life change. Because it is finally about your sharing your faith with others. Because I want to remind you, there are people who need to hear it. And then really it comes down to this. What are you waiting for? How much more does God have to bless you with before you can give back? So again, as we think about the ripple effect and we think about what it means to be a servant, lean in. And in the week ahead, I pray that the Holy Spirit will create opportunities for all of us to bring the truth to bear in whatever circumstance we may be in, to offer the hope of the gospel as we offer encouragement to those around us who desperately need to hear it. And so let's pray together. Father, we're grateful for our witness that you've given us through Jesus. And so Holy Spirit, we know we can't do this without you. And so we pray as we lean into serving those around us, that you would equip us to have the conversations, that you'd bring people into our lives even to help us offer them the truth of knowing salvation in you and the life that you promise. And we just pray for fruitfulness in all those things. And we pray it together in your strong name. Amen.